It's all about a fair go for those who have a go. How good is Australia? Have a go. It's all about a fair go for those who have a go. Get a job. Have a go. To start a business. Start a family. To buy a home. Have a go. Have a go. And get a fair go when they have that go. Get a job. Work hard. Work hard. Work hard. It's all about a fair go for those who have a go. This is the best country in the world in which to work hard. Work hard. Welcome listeners to the Have A Go podcast. Hope you're doing well out there. My name is Dave Edwards. With me as always, Dane Eldridge. Welcome to the podcast studio, mate. How are you? G'day, mate. I'm well. Let's uh, chat about Australia going to the glue factory again. We're in the glue factory, aren't we? We are. We're we're waiting outside. We're out the front. We're on the conveyor belt and we're just about to open the door and in we go. You don't want to see inside that factory either. We don't. I don't want to hear it either. All right. Let's get cracking. Yes. Mate, if there's one thing that gets Australians talking, <laughs> it's the prospect of a royal commission. Oh, it doesn't. We ever. love a public inquiry in this country more than anything, I think. Yeah. And whenever something goes wrong, whether it's big or small, yep. fingers must be pointed, heads must roll. Yep. Why do we love a royal commission so much? Oh, we just love to lay the facts bare and, and point the finger, don't we? I think mainly at the, the crux of it is that we just love to thoroughly explore a problem and then hand down recommendations that are largely ignored. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we, we want to point the finger, but not really do anything about it. But I think the the beauty of a royal commission is that it looks like we're doing something about yeah. something. Yeah. Like, and it allows us to deflect, allows us to um, uh, find somewhere to send the bill, basically. Is it a thrill of something happening, the prospect of change? Oh, I think so, Even yeah. if the change doesn't happen. Yeah, that's right. I mean, look, it's costly and time-consuming. They're never short. Mm. They're full of big words. Does it also let us get in the Queen's eyeline a bit? It does. It's got royal in it. it a does. royal commission. Just get in her eyeline. It's We're just, here. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Good to give the governor general something to do. Other it than is. It is. He's just twiddling his thumbs. There, yeah, isn't that's he? right. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, Matt. Let's let's quickly dive into it. Mm. Uh, as always, at a superficial level. So, how does a royal commission work? Basically, mm. a royal commission is the highest form of inquiry into matters of public importance. Mm. I think it's one step up from an ABC Four Corners investigative expose. <laughs> yeah. Slightly less costly. Yes. So the government establishes the funding. Yep. And appoints a judge, usually a retired bloke. Yep. Doesn't have much on. Mm. Um, and it includes a date for the Royal Commission to report its findings. Yes. So that's the structure of it. Yes. Um, it's usually headed up, as I said, by a retired judge. So some bloke in his 70s or 80s who's prepared to step into the limelight for a couple of years, yep. hand down some recommendations and then just piss off and play golf again. Yeah. <laughs> um, the commission can call and it can examine witnesses under oath. So that's where you see those, you know, harrowing accounts mm. of injustice and, you know, phone histories are trawled and it's not a box ticking exercise, is it? It's deep. Certainly not. We're not. We're not just um, having a, a look over the top like we do here. I mean, no. we, these these blokes. This is no yeah. This physical is... twenty-two minute podcast. <laughs> that's right. Just slightly more than that. This is root and yeah. branch, mate. They get right in there, and that's that's the difference between um, just our usual legislative uh, framework. The, the Royal Commission has wide ranging quasi judicial powers. What's well, that? Sounds yeah. big. Yeah, a bit like Ray Hadley, really. Yeah, okay. um, and that we can sub- uh, subpoena witnesses, or not we. They can, you know, yep. make people give evidence under oath seize documents and shit like that. So, you know, your download history is going to be exposed, isn't it? <laughs> so, you know, if you're thinking of overseeing systemic corruption of a civil institution, just don't. Yeah. Yeah. But, so, but d- the other thing too, mate, it's yeah. interests me about the Royal Commission is the terms of reference. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So you know how they really carefully set those out to make sure that we're not going to find something that we right. don't really want to find? So the government 
I guess that's something of a safeguard then to kind of avoid any unexpected outcomes. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we got the the, uh, the nation's best legal minds working on this. Mm. I mean, and the terms of reference are usually only one or two sentences. Yeah. But you've got a team of QCs pouring over that oh. like a lowercase tweet. <laughs> just, so many drafts. Just drafting and drafting to make sure it just looks just as aloof. Just Click as, send. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. It's just like that. But it's just like back in the day, I remember like when when you like when your racist granddad would get a new TV mm. and it, the new TVs have like an auto channel scan or a manual. Oh, yeah. And he'd always use the manual because he didn't want the auto to find like SBS. No, it might pick something up you don't want. Yeah, so that's that's pretty much how the terms okay. of reference work. Yeah. That's a good way of looking at it. Yeah. Um, so once a commission started, that's the thing about a royal commission, it can't stop. You can't stop it. Yeah. Once it gets moving, yeah. just gravity takes over. So yep. sometimes that means the timelines will get pushed out a little bit and yep. sometimes the findings might not even be implemented by the government that called the Royal Commission. Yeah. Do you think that's something that's inherently flawed about a Royal Commission? Well, once again, it's very Australian, isn't it? Because we like to just um, lean on bureaucracy for this mm. kind of stuff. You oh, I wanted to fix it, but, you know, yeah. it took too long and now it's in Bill Shorten's hands. Yeah. Yeah, so like like you said, they well, once the Royal Commission starts, it can't stop. It's like a gym contract. Yeah. yeah you just you, There's no way once it gets going, there's you're no getting out of that clause. thing. you just got to pay up, get out. That's right. But, um, the but, report's are bloody long though, aren't they? Oh, That's probably the thing about it. No wonder nothing ever happens. I no. mean, should future findings be, you know, delivered in dot point form, would you say? I think so, yeah, or emojis maybe, or maybe just, um, you know, like, uh, uh, like a, what's those reading series books? Yeah. I want it read to me in Mal- Malcolm Turnbull's voice. I think it's like when you, whenever I see someone like commits a really long Twitter thread and it says like <laughs> one of 18, you know, yeah. I just think, fuck, mate, just put in 180 characters yeah, give or us fuck the, off. Yeah, TLDR, you know, that uh, too long I don't know read. if we yeah. have the patience. No, I don't. commissions anymore. I mean, we live in a society where we want answers immediately. Yep. Um, I mean, when was the last time you read a book, mate? Oh, mate, I, I struggle getting through the Daily Telegraph these days. I mean, look, it, it, we like to think that it's it's making significant change, but it's above the battler, isn't it, yeah. the Royal Commission? I mean, the the the, the terms of um, reference pouring into, like, pages and pages of documents, you know, none of us are going to read that. We're just going to take our cues off the news. Mate, let's have a look at some commissions over the years. Mm. Let's you, you can lead this off. Some of the some of the notable royal commissions, um, you know, since federation. Yeah, yeah, there's been quite a lot. I mean, yep. you know, in all seriousness, we've done some serious. There's been some serious shit. Yeah, yeah, you know, child abuse, um, mistreatment of uh, people with disability, aged care, yep. um, stuff like that. But there has been a couple of ones that might um, tickle the funny bone, so to speak. Right, okay. uh, back in 1904, we had a, a royal commission into butter. Yeah, I'm okay. glad we solved that one. Yeah, yeah, it was a huge scandal. It was basically just too many people couldn't spread it on toast without tearing the bread. I was so, going to say, yeah. did they dive into what spreadable butter means? <laughs> yeah, that's right. And I still can't do it. So again, I, okay. I don't know. I don't know how effective yeah. that was. I mean, um, 1906, we had a royal commission into secret drugs, cures, and foods. Right. Okay. Um, I think it was about Pete Evans. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was going to say, is that about like Herbalife pyramid schemes yeah. on Facebook or something? <laughs> I think. I think so. Uh, 1910, we had one into the postal services industry industry. Um, right. Again, a big issue. I think it was about some bath salts that I ordered on Amazon that still haven't turned right. up. Right. That was in 1910 Cartier well. watches being handed out as well, I would have thought. <laughs> That's right. Sounds like there was a flurry of Royal Commission's early doors in Australia. Yeah. I think we were just was, getting it out of our system. Yeah, was it a hot but ticket But we're calling ones into butter. Come yeah. on. I mean, what, did we see it sitting on the shelf and went, we're going to utilise that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Get uh, the GG in here. Yeah, that's right. It was when we were closer to the Queen as well. Yeah, so it was just I a think phone so. call. Away. It was easy to do a Royal Commission back then. Yeah, that's right. And now another notable one, mate, we actually had a Royal Commission into human relationships. 
Oh, okay. That sounds heavy. It was the aspects of male and female relationships. Okay. Now, there was a hundred. Did you say that we did that in the 70s? I can't remember what year it was, but I mean, look, it was a 138-page report, and I've still got no idea how to talk to a woman. <laughs> yep. I mean, I think it was in the 70s, this one. I think, to be fair, there were some pretty harrowing submissions there was. Um, on family life in 1970s Australia. Not the utopia no. that it was demonstrated in VB ads back but, then. But once again, I did read the terms of reference on this and it was just vaguely set out that I didn't even detect that at all. <laughs> okay, so this that's the Royal Commission um, framework I think, in a Was nutshell. that just a massive data harvesting exercise? <laughs> I think the commission was co-funded by Cambridge Analytica <laughs> that year. In 1970, yeah. And then, of course, in recent times, we've had the one in, uh, into the banking uh, system, uh, banking uh, yeah. sector, which was, uh, you know, that, that, w- that was a big ticket, um, big ticket Royal Commission. That, well, um, that cost the taxpayer $70 million, that one. Yeah, it did. And it really got to the bottom of... Not much. No, no, that's right. Yeah. Hands off our banks, yeah, I think, was right. the, the, the major recommendation from that. I mean, there was a lot of slashing and burning at the top in the C-suite, but there's yeah. just a lot of guys leaving with payouts. I think so. shares in banks went like through the roof after the findings were handed yeah, down. Yeah, the Liberal Party was absolutely um, stoked. Mortgage brokers, though, you can go after them. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. The, the low-level ones, uh, Ma and Pa ones. Go I think on. one of the recommendations also there was just to have another watchdog look over the two existing watchdogs, yeah. APRA and ASIC. <laughs> that's right. So I think that's always a good solution. That should stop Melissa. Caddick. Yeah, that's right. Well, well I mean, that, that, that's one of the, the real, the, one of the, the real um, pros of a royal commission is that you can always just formalise blame on a toothless regulatory mm. board. Either blame a regulator or call for another regulator to be established. Yeah, that's right. By the next government, if yep. they remember. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and finally, I mean, look, we've had a couple of other ones, like there was the Victorian inquiry into police informants um, about Nicola <laughs> Gobbo. Um, but, you know, in a break from tradition, there was a major recommendation fulfilled from that one, and that was that Channel 9 got a miniseries out of it. So that was good. Oh, why? Can Channel 9 just ease off on the underbelly stuff? Yeah, I know. Can we get some sunshine? We get it. There was a bit of crime in Melbourne in the 90s. Yeah. Has anything else happened? I yeah. feel like it's all just tourism driven. It is, isn't it? it, it you come down to Melbourne, go into a back alley and get a coffee or oh, get your mate. extorted. Can basically. we get a Royal Commission into how overrated Ligon Street is? <laughs> It's just a long strip of fucking Italian joints with some bloke outside trying to get you in for a watery cabanara. We need a royal commission into that. All right, mate, do, these th- do you reckon these things work? Do royal commissions work? I mean, we know. I mean, how important do you think it is it to have just the option of a royal commission in Australia? Well, it's good optics, isn't it? I mean, let's be honest. Yep. I mean, however far they, how far deep they go, it just, yep. they, they just look good and they sound good and they sound like we're doing something. But really, it's a bit of a toothless tiger. I mean, look at the banking royal commission. Yeah. I mean, half of the 70 recommendations are yet to be implemented. Yeah. And, you know, that one's not going anywhere. Aboriginal deaths in custody as well. You know, 30 years ago, there's still, still 100 of recommendations mm. um, not implemented. I think it's grist to the mill that's the relentless 24-7 news cycle. I think yeah. journalism, more than anyone, needs the Royal Commission. Yeah, yeah, that's right, because I don't think we can just continually debate these things through social commentators on breakfast TV. No, we need reviews. Yeah, I don't we want need to hear, them. Yeah, that's right, because I'm just I'm sick of hearing what Gus Morland has to say about aged care. <laughs> He's got some good points, to yeah, be fair. he does. Have a go. Drink better, live better. With Havago Mineral Water. Tapped directly from Australia's premium mineral sources. Filtered over iron ore and infused with the joyful tears of BHP shareholders. Each drop sourced from the artesian wells of Australia's desert midlands and funneled back to the trust fund of Gina Reinhardt. 
just as Mother Nature intended. And at just $9 a bottle, it's cheaper than a Perth coffee during the mining boom. Have a go mineral water. The only Australian water that is not owned and controlled by China. Yet. It's all about a fair go for those who have a go. Gentlemen, is the bugger saved of the man and man, 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 man. Have a look at the headline. <laughs> what, what, what is a guy eating a meal? Oh, that's a nice headlock. Ah, uh, yes. I see that you know your judo well. <laughs> Very pleased, as always, to welcome back to the Have A Go studio social commentator prominent comedian Luke Heggie. Welcome. Oh, Welcome. thank you so... Again, like I said, I've said it before, I'll say it again, it's so nice to get another go. It's you keep just one go. Yeah. <laughs> had a heap of goes. So Must many goes. Plenty more where that comes from. Yes. Oh, great. Okay. We'll see how we go today. Well, yeah. Um, mate, we are talking about royal commissions. We love a royal commission in this country. We love investigating. We love navel-gazing. Don't we? We love finding out what we did wrong and then writing very long reports about it. Yeah. I mean... How important is this to our society, the option of a royal commission in Australia? Well, I mean, I'm with the public here. And by that I mean, what the fuck is a royal commission? <laughs> um, Sounds big and oh, important. Yeah. I mean, I hear bare bones news about them and that yep. a 50,000-page report has been compiled on something that affects all of us. By yes. the time it reaches my ears, it's reduced to a soundbite on news.com yep. where I like to get my news because it doesn't speak down to me. <laughs> and uh, it pretty much turns into, look, nothing to see here. Billions went missing. Yep. Anyone going to jail? No, nah, don't worry about it. Mm. Carry on, everyone. These are just recommendations. We don't yeah. really have any powers They're, These at are all. non-binding recommendations. Take them or leave them. That's right. Up to you. Mm. But we went through the you know rigmarole of doing this report. Yep. We just love a thorough, we just love a thorough exploration with, with no ending. You it's like to the, edge towards nothing. Yeah. You know how you get rid of the need for royal commissions and white-collar crime while you're at it? Get rid of boys' private schools. Oh, Ooh, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Wouldn't yeah. see any of that anymore. You'd be like back to good old-fashioned robbing 7-Elevens and stuff. That'd be crime. Yeah, yeah just low-level stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's kids, really kids it's almost victimless, really, isn't it? Well, I mean, yeah. they're the ones that the jails are full of, yeah. so we could... More jails, You're right. Like ninety five percent of royal commissions, I reckon, could be avoided if you just shut private schools. <laughs> men and privileged, privileged men in particular, the worst, mm. the worst. Mm. Ensconced in like really like plenty of uh, legal protections as well. So mm. it's just it's just a big bloody uh, it's a big bloody play, isn't ah, it? Ah, jobs, yeah. jobs for the boys. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So what qualifies an issue for a royal commission? Would you say? Well, roll of the dice, isn't it? From what yeah. I've seen, probably the dice would have 18 sides. Fucking nerds in charge of stuff, isn't it? <laughs> um, if there were ever a bloke who'd swung a hammer in the box seat in this country, things would be a bit bloody different, let me tell yeah. you. But um, probably more accurately, post-political career, you're going to need to be pulling in a passive seven figures plus. So, uh, And speaking engagements aren't what they used to be for earning power. You secure one. And Vince Sorrenti will just come in and undercut you. So. <laughs> he does He does do a good corpy, though. Ooh, He's doesn't a great he? corporate um, act. So you've got to get yourself a board seat or two. Yep. And if you've already cleared your mates out of a job, those appointments won't be there. Mm, so you yeah. tread very carefully mm. on what sort of royal commissions you commission you're as saying, a leader. You're saying that the C-suite is not a meritocracy. No. It's, it's <laughs> just friends of friends of friends. Mm. Well, Private schools. To, okay. You have to make Keeps it. Well, you up. want to auction it off to the highest, the, the highest bidder who you're going to do a royal commission on. Like yeah. maybe get rid of some opposition of what board seat you're going to be on. So you know what? I'm, I'm with this new bank. When I leave the seat of uh, wherever, my Senate seat's empty, I'm going straight to Commonwealth Bank. Let's do a commission on Westpac. 
yeah, Australia. Yeah, Probably okay. Got top job. It's just like an ecosystem, isn't it? It's yeah. Just one end's eating the other. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I like the sound of that. Yeah, me too. Why do we rely on these reports so much? Well, I mean, if you, if you want to know how to save taxpayer dollars, stop looking over the shoulders of people we elect to spend our hard-earned as they please. Mm. <laughs> yeah. That would save so much money. Who cares if everyone gets a gold watch? Who cares if they get a chopper down a shark park for Friday night footy? Have you, <laughs> have you seen the leaders of other countries and how they yeah. operate? Oh, man. Mate. They, you'll see the self-elected king of a war-torn nation just walk past the poor boy, give him a kick, yep, pinch yep. his ice cream, eat it, and then get a standing ovation mm, from mm. from a crowd that have just formed there magically. And he go home <laughs> and turn that ice cream into a turd, which he deposits in his solid gold toilet. And that's that's how you remain leader of a nation for yeah. decades. There's man. no better way to get your approval ratings up than to kick a homeless boy. That's yeah. what I've always thought. Oh, mm, yeah. yeah. We're just not doing that enough here. Mm. And, um, I mean, you'll stay in power doing that sort of thing mm. for a very long, most of your life mm. until you get your dick bayoneted by the next bloke in line. <laughs> well, I, saw, I saw footage of our fearless leader here standing on the grass delivering a piece to camera and some mullet pokes his head out the window saying, get off my lawn, yeah. and he did. <laughs> yeah. Should have just set up yours, you fucking little bev, and I'll stand where I want. What's, <laughs> what's happened? Not happy with that. Nearly any other country, you get shot. Yeah, yeah that's well, right. We have high, lofty expectations of our leaders, don't we? And those, you know, in the in those uh, gilded communities, in the leadership positions of, you know, our venerable institutions. Yes. Should we be lessing, uh, lowering the bar of expectation a little bit? Because these are just regular blokes like us, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, well, that's the, that's the problem, isn't it? I mean, you don't see... Scomo, any of his predecessors, like wrestling a bear like you would a Vladimir. <laughs> yeah. You don't see him, you know, going out and killing a lion. You don't, you don't see him no. bashing someone for no, the sake of a village square. No, yeah. no, it's just all paperwork. Pulling the trigger in a firing line. No, like, that's you right. You never see him do that. You're right. But, you know, if we vote these people in, you know, mm. we're basically giving them the bloody pin number, aren't we? It's yeah. like, and why should we have any right to tell them how to go and spend that cash? Yeah, for sure. If they want to do, do it on want. a royal commission, you know, mm-hmm. okay, it's going to take a fair whack yeah. out of the joint account. You know, that's going to happen. But that's what we fucking ask for. We're voting these blokes in. We're writing them a blank check. Go and do what you want. Lead us. <laughs> Tell us what to do. And if that means, uh, you know, staging a patsy bloody uh, royal commission to cover yeah. your own ass, then so be it. <laughs> oh, well, good on them. I think we've sorted it out. But, um, mm. I mean, one thing that concerns me is it bleeds into sport. Oh, jeez. Oh, sport it is. We've... Um, I mean, so far as we refer to an, an assault as a brain snap, then, yeah, we've gone as far as we can in terms of scrutinising our heroes. Yeah. They don't need commissions. No. Dig too deep, beware. Culture right. reviews. Oh. Yes. I mean, our sporting culture, I don't want to hear any negative negativity around that. Like, we've been successful, and rightly so, for many years in sport, mm. our national sporting organisation, winning culture. That's right. Which 100%. Is also, you know, tunnel vision. But we're, we're playing around with that. Oh, by investigating our culture, looking well, you into... Wanna, you don't look into the culture. You don't look in the dressing room, mate. You will uncover a bunch of textbook criminals, but you, know, you might have to do something about that. But yeah. you're without a bloke who can snap his 60-metre banana. Yeah. Too hard. <laughs> and especially if these sports want to be attracting commercial dollars. Oh, for sure. I mean, look what happened when we had a gander at cricket for a few minutes there. Mm. Admittedly, I thought it was going to touch my heart in a fairly selfless act by the cricket world when Australia got caught meddling with the ball. Yeah. All the test nations simultaneously just decided to stop doing reverse swing bowling. Yeah, it was magic, wasn't <laughs> it? Was it just nice. happened Solidarity. So sometimes it does pay off. <laughs> Don't get too close to the mirror. No, no that's right. No, that's like right. what you see. But even then, like how it bleeds into our sports, I mean, why can't we just file something away as a fuck up? You know what I mean? Like why do we yeah. have to go in and pull the curtain back and find yeah. out 
who to blame. I mean, of course, mm-hmm. that's you know part of the whole thing, isn't it? All We're all bloodthirsty, you know, for for someone to take the rap. But yeah. why can't we just say, you know what, we made a mistake? Yeah, yeah. We just didn't turn up on the day. Yeah, that's right. Well, we right used it to off. say it was a brain fade or a brain snap or yeah. you know, a poor decision. We but were running into the breeze. Now it's a systemic issue. Yeah, and there What's must happened? be outcomes and. Uh, we must change. <laughs> I don't want change. I don't like change. I'm not Who comfortable does? with it. Who We're not comfortable with it. change. Yuck. Well, that's what Royal Commissions are about, mate. Change. Yeah, that's exactly and right. it's anathema to everything we stand for as Australians. And now, another question for you, Heggy. So, so why are some issues worthy of a royal commission and some others aren't? Do you know what I mean? So we're getting, you know, yeah, banks are ripping off dead people yeah. on an industrial scale. Why do dead people need money? Like that, <laughs> unnecessary. Again. If you're a dead person with money, I mean, <laughs> why have you got money? You've taken enough out of the earth without taking all your money with you. If anything, you're a drain on the economy by claiming all that interest, really. Mm, I don't yeah. think we're doing a good thing by that. I think uh, white-collar criminals have changed their game too. Now they're getting around in hemp shorts and no shoes and shit. <laughs> show some respect. Put some decent clothes on before you pinch my hand, super. Yeah. You want to go back to like the 80s and 90s where they're all wearing pinstripe suits. For and sure. You see what a criminal hair. look like. That's right. Yeah. Now they've got a surfboard. Rene yeah. Rifkin. <laughs> like half a wetsuit on down at the cafe with a laptop. Yeah. Ugh. That's not a white-collar criminal. Nah. Have a go. Have you been injured as a result of your own gross negligence on the work site? Twist your neck after running up the back of some bloke you were obnoxiously tailing 15 kilometres over the limit in a school zone? Or were you unfairly left out of a will just for being a bit of a prick to your elderly relative? At Cliffington Lawyers, we have experts who can help get the outcome you want. Here are two client endorsements that lack critical context about the nature of the cases and the extent of the injuries sustained. I was injured at work and received a $27,000 settlement thanks to Cliffington Lawyers. I also received a settlement after engaging Cliffington Lawyers for legal services. We operate on a no-win, no-fee basis, which makes us sound like good, strong blokes. But in reality, means we'll only take your case on if we're 100% guaranteed a solid financial return on that investment. And if we do win, we'll greedily hoover up half your settlement in legal fees and costs. Cliffington Lawyers, we're better than you. It's all about a fair go for those who have a go. China has a traditional saying, "Don't fear, don't fear, don't fear, just fear, just fear." Lukowen, Zhengzhan, for China. There is nothing on earth to fear. There's only one thing to fear, and that is Kevin Rudd still speaking Chinese. Chinese. Best country in the world. So, mate, we've listed some of the historical royal commissions that have taken place and are still taking place. Mm. I think now is probably the right time for you and I to discuss some pertinent issues uh, that perhaps require the attention of a royal commission inquiry. Definitely. And who should be chosen to head that up. So do you want to kick it off? I do, mate. I mean, there's a long queue of issues that Mm. Australia's um, waiting to refer to its biggest match review panel that it has. Uh, but we've got a few here that does, they're a bit more um, uh, low level, uh, do you know what I mean? But they're important nonetheless. Mm. And first of all, I'd like to start with um, the uh, Australia's identity crisis. Okay. I mean, we're in a time where the nation's in flux, um, you know, what's doing with the flag, what's doing with our anthem, and also just lamb chops. 
Like, <laughs> like some for some yeah. reason, lamb chops have just slipped under the radar as, as part of the national identity. It's a real whistle, isn't it? It is, but it's like, when was the last time you saw someone uh, eating a lamb chop who earns under the median income? I mean, mate, they're too expensive. You get no bang for your buck. It's like, how good is this seventeen dollar mm. nub of meat? And a lamb is a baby sheep. That's right. that's been slaughtered <laughs> so, for profit. That's right. It's gone in half a mouthful as well. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know when in, in our history there was a time that lamb chops were cheap and that we ate them all the time, like a staple three times a week. I mean, uh, personally... If I actually look closely at some of the historical photographs of blokes hopping off the first fleet, you can yeah. see a couple of them have cutlets in hands. <laughs> That's true. They're just chomping on lamb cutlets, <laughs> jumping off the boats. Gravy? Yeah, probably. Yeah, gravy on the side. Yeah, but, you know, like, I, I think we need to look into this, mate, because it's, yeah. it's a fallacy. And we need to start thinking of um, more Aussie foods to, to put up, you know, like spag bowl or nachos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, staples of, of Australian cuisine. That's right. So, basically, I'd like that, that headed up by um, someone from the advertising industry because that's right. who tells us how to think. So, I'd probably call it the Russell Howcroft Inquiry oh, okay. or maybe the, Mo- the Mojo Report. Yeah, I was going to say Matt Preston yeah. and George Calambaris, maybe. <laughs> uh, might be a good duo. What about yourself, mate? Is there anything there yeah, that's um, well, tickling you? I yep. mean, one that's kind of tickled my curiosity is, so I live in Leichhardt just off Parramatta Road. <laughs> As we've discussed many times. The major artery linking Sydney's CBD and Parramatta. Yep. I think that there should be a Royal Commission into the proliferation of cash-only massage parlours <laughs> because I was walking home the other night, mate, down Parramatta Road, and the street lights went out. And the only way I could find my way home was by following the neon lights of yep. all the Asian massage parlors yep. all the way home. Yeah, this is a bad thing. Sorry, oh, <laughs> well, yeah. Parramatta yeah. Road is basically vivid festival after six pm. <laughs> like the, the amount of neon lights. Firstly, how did they all survive COVID? Yeah. How did all of these cash-only massage parlors survive COVID? I, yeah. I can't imagine they were all able to take advantage of JobKeeper. No, I, I, I wouldn't think so, mate. Um, and, uh, I mean, look, we're all for jobs and growth here, aren't That's we? That's right. Uh, it is uh, one of the uh, the industries that might find itself in the darker corner. But let's not think about that. Let's not think about the line of work. Let's just talk about the proliferation. The, just the yeah. proliferation, yeah. yeah. It was fine at one point, but I think at COVID, a lot of industries detracted. I think that's one industry that's actually flourished, I'd say if anything, thrived. through COVID. Yeah, definitely. And um, I think the only issue here would be finding a judge who hasn't frequented a dodgy <laughs> massage parlour. So very difficult to find a chair of a commission that isn't incredibly compromised. Yes, I yes. think that would be the only problem with this commission. But I think it's a commission that should be you know, called for nonetheless. Yeah, and I'd like to know what they're doing in Earth Hour as well. Like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they just all go off here, yeah, all those open signs just miraculously switch off for an hour. They're yeah. doing their bit. Another one I've got as well is that, uh, you know, Royal Commissions don't always um, concentrate on, you know, like matters of scandal and whatnot. They're also trying to work out mysteries. Mm. You know what I mean? And, and I think there's a lot of um, disappearances or extinctions of national icons that haven't got the you know the, the attention they deserve, and I think uh, you know like the, the Tasmanian tiger, the thylacine, uh, the Lithgow panther. No one's yep. ever talked about that. And what about the um, the disappearance of the Dado brothers? They're still hanging around. I swear, I saw one pop up in my feed the other day. Okay, well you know they the, uh, perfect match, smooth FM, RBT yeah. voiceovers. Uh, you know they're there and thereabouts. But there's a lot of lifestyle lifestyle shows that are going unmanned at you the know moment. What? Australia loves a larrikin brother. Don't they? Like combination. And then you when know, you get the triples. Yeah, 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 yeah. When you get triples, even better. Yeah, it's like the four-leaf clover, isn't yeah. it, of, of Australian TV. So I would like... 
like to know where they've gone. And I, I, I'm, I'm sure they're on socials and I'm sure they're probably, um, you know, hitting the platforms on the social scene. Well, uh, I think I felt more comfortable and I think Australia was in a better place when the Dado brothers were on mainstream television. I think so. Maybe beamed into the, our living rooms yeah. on a weeknight. Maybe it's the death of, of, of conventional TV, which you've always banged on about to me yeah. and, and my love of, um, of, of orthodox TV. So maybe that's where, uh, where the Dado brothers have died with free to air. As I said, I do think I saw one pop up in my Insta feed. Okay. So they might be kicking around. We'll have to see if they've got any branded content out there. Okay. But anyway, so we'd like that, um, we'd like that looked into. We'll call it the Joe Beth Taylor Report. Oh, God, where are you, Joe Beth? <laughs> um, okay, mate, I've got another one. So this is another issue that's been plaguing me recently. So yep. I would like to call for a Royal Commission to the price of artesian sourdough. <laughs> so there's got to be some kind of racket going on here. When did it get up to eight bucks for a loaf of bread? Unbelievable, isn't it, mate? It's unbelievable. Like, if you're going to charge me eight bucks for a loaf of bread, I want to know fucking. I want to know the exact time it was baked. Yep. I want a photo of the bloke who baked it on yep. the packaging with his signature next to it. Yep. You know, like Pete Evans's range of foods. <laughs> I mean, we've all just gotten used to this. Yep. Paying eight dollars for a loaf of bread, and I, I mean, let's not forget that we're a nation of convicts. Yep. And you know, our forefathers got sent to Australia for stealing loaves of bread. Yep. I'm just about at that point <laughs> myself. And I wonder if that's actually how the convicts got here in the first place because, you know, they weren't poor. They just didn't want to fork out 15 shillings for a loaf of sourdough with fucking fennel and flax seeds. Even though it's bloody tasty. But it tastes bloody yeah. good on the grill. You can almost, I mean, that's a mitigating factor, Bit isn't it? Bit of avocado it? on that. Yeah, I've always um, I've got a big issue with sourdough creep. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, it needs to be addressed. And I'm not just talking cafes, you know, I mean, just at your, at your humble supermarket. Yeah. I mean, you know, this is, this is the problem that um, Australia is experiencing with its ev- evolution from, you know, meat and three veg larrigan, larrikin to wanker, you know yeah. what I mean? So, you know, there's a time... A quick we could, evolution, hasn't it? That's right. Just a, just a loaf of just simple white bread was, was okay, but no, we're too good for that now. Yeah. You know, we need fucking, you know, linseed in our bread or something. <laughs> yeah, we need 18 different grains. Yeah, and I think the Royal Commission is... Um, is, is uh, Let's get back to Tip Top. Let's get back to Alfie <laughs> Langer doing Wonder White ads or Tip Top or whatever he did. That was when Australia was good. That's right. Um, that one's definitely going on the whiteboard, mate. All right, so we've still got a bit of time. So we've still got a couple here. Okay. Yeah. So this is a big issue, mate, and it's around pro protocol on post-swim nudity. Right. Okay. How far can you go once you remove yourself from the water and remain shirtless or in swimmers? Yeah. Like I was in the cafe the other day. Granted, I was near a body of water. I was in the proximity of a body of water, not that close. And a bloke just turns up in one of those bunning straw hats and just uh, uh, dick stickers and no shirt and just casually just like just waltzed in and and ordered a coffee while I was standing there with my four-year-old son, (laughs) you know, with his wet balls right next to him. And I'm like, I don't think this is right, mate. I mean, there's a a level of comfort amongst men which is just too high and it needs to be reined in. So I want to just establish um, how far you can go from the water and still be in your underwear before you need to answer to a magistrate. I see. Mm. So you're calling either for a set distance. Yep. Or another way of looking at that is if your swimming costume is still wet by the time you appear in a certain public situation. Well, yeah. If, If it's had the time to dry, then that means you've gone too far. It, that yeah, that's that's one part, but it's also just the the rank exposure of a man's skin. You know what right. I mean? I, I mean, there's I mean, we live in a society. There's standards that we need to uphold, and I'd also like to expand the terms of reference to include general rules for rashies. Yeah, yeah, the, the rashies aren't clothes. Okay, no, not. Yeah, so if you're going to the supermarket, don't wear a rashie. It's all about a fair go for those who have a go. This is the best country in the world. In which- 